Okay, hey, do I have, uh, like, you know, boogers hanging out, or anything? <laughs> 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 sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, usually we do the, my, my son does a okay, podcast number 19. Yeah. So that he can line up the audio and the video. <laughs> this is stuff I'm learning. <laughs> oh. I'm still trying to gain because what they say with with people starting up podcasts don't do those hour long yet because you have to develop your subscribers your followers so I like to try to keep it 30 minutes just because <laughs> the thing is, uh, I've been on lots where they, you know, they say that they would try to keep it thirty minutes, but sometimes they. Yeah, because when there's some good topics. Depends on what goes on. Yeah, like we had one that was ended up being like forty minutes. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is okay. I have not, not, had a couple. It's not terribly long. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know the uh, idea around it is just to make sure that people are inter- interacting. Yeah, engaged yeah, engaged. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is... Sorry, this is the tape. There we go. Oh, is it? Okay, let's try that. Sorry. I don't want my script in there. Is it, is it in there? <laughs> well, I gotta face you, I guess, so I gotta... Oh, okay, I just made you say. What do you think? Wait. Okay, I'm going you know what? I'm just gonna be me. Some mistakes breath, and all. Breath, okay. Breath work. All good. <laughs> okay. 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 Hang on. You know what? I I got to do it like this so I can hear you. All good. Okay. Okay. Just wait. Hi, Gary. Hello. <laughs> it's unfortunate your wife can't be here, but I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I really wanted you uh, to, to speak on my podcast, especially for uh, Mental Health Week coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, before we continue that, you know, we just had, I attended the funeral mm-hmm. uh, of Constables Jordan and Ryan last month. Uh, I just want to know how, how that community is doing of first responders since then. Yeah, you know, I think... When you look around it, we're we've bounced back a little bit to um, a moment of a little bit of normal. We've come mm-hmm. back a little bit because the work still continues. Yeah, people are still hurting though; they're still grieving. Yeah. There's still moments of uh, of sadness, and I think that's going to come in waves yeah. as time goes on. I don't, you know, when a, with a, such a tragic loss of especially two really great people, mm-hmm. a lot of people are impacted by that. And so yeah. I think over time, I think things will kind of get back to, but there's no real going back to the normal yeah right it's just a new sense of normal so people will grow from this mm-hmm. and people will change and they will um hopefully they'll take something out of it that will improve their yeah. their situation but there's still sadness and there's right. still a lot of uh a lot of grief and grieving to be had yeah for sure and you know it's good that uh with the work that you're doing you're helping to support that community so that's amazing we're doing our best yes. thank you so now let's go into you know what you're all about. Mm-hmm. Um, I read your book, actually. Um, 
this is awesome. Yeah, you can see that I've made some, <laughs> made some tabs, yeah. some tabs there. Um, so yeah, you know, tell me, tell the audience actually about your story. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the book was born really truly out of, uh, my experiences over the last 20 plus years of being a police officer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in about 2009, uh, I just about lost my family. Uh, I just about had a, a second divorce and, and. I really wasn't present. And that was as a result of a number of instances that happened to me throughout the period of time of my career that led up mm -hmm. to that 2009 year. Um, and truthfully, it, it really, you know, with all those experiences, I was, I was thought I was really good about putting things in a box. I thought I was very good about, yeah. you know, dealing with these situations until I wasn't. Yeah. Right. And of, of course the major incident that really pushed me over was, was my officer involved shooting. Mm-hmm. That happened late in the, in 2007. And through that experience, through that, all of those moments, I had to make a decision. I made a choice to be there for my family. I made a choice to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, the doors opened for me and opportunities came for me. I mean, and it, it wasn't without effort. Yeah. It wasn't without falling down. It mm -hmm. wasn't a perfectly straight line. Right. Uh, I didn't get there overnight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kept saying yes to those different opportunities that gave me the ability to sort of learn something new. Yeah. And in one of those experiences, I had the idea for a book. I thought, well, yeah. I'm setting these ideas. What would I really truly love in my life? Mm -hmm. And I would love to share my story because I believe that sharing a story sharing our experiences, especially in the frontline community, we tend to get a little bit closed off. We mm -hmm. tend to be a bit skeptical about other people. Yeah. We tend to keep to ourselves. Yeah. And we, and by doing that, we're not really helping other people around us that see us going through our struggles. If we struggle alone, mm -hmm. we all feel like we're alone. But yeah. if we share our story, now we're, now we're sharing it saying, Hey, we're not alone in this. This yeah. happens to more people than what we think. Right. And that was really the driving factor behind trying to put this into a, into a book like this. Mm -hmm. I wrote the book with the intention to help serve people, to help serve the community, to help provide examples that will bring correlation between whatever experience they're going through. Yeah. Not just for the frontline members, but mm -hmm. their families yeah. and those other people that read it. Because I believe that there's impact in our story and there's things that are in there that will help everybody just make one little choice, one little difference. Because yeah. you just have to be this much different. Yeah. Like an inch different every day. Yeah. To improve our situation. So that was really the inspiration behind the book and, mm -hmm. and the intention behind having it out there to people. Okay. So yeah, you talk about uh, in chapter six of your book, how uh, there was this stigma of, you know, PTSD, not talking about it, keeping it in. Um, I was actually, I watched a CBC documentary on oil patch workers. It happens there too. And we saw the results of, you know, suicide and uh, drugs and, um, you know, just everything that could possibly go wrong with mm -hmm. keeping all that information in. Right. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. I, uh, when I reflect back as hindsight's always amazing. I believe yeah. that when, you know, um, we need to have a vision of where we're going, of course, we're growing into something. Yeah. But it's important to look back at where we've come from yep. and how far we've grown because mm -hmm. that comparison is really truly the measure of how we're doing in society. Yeah. And when I first started, there was zero talk. If you had any trouble or you weren't good with something, 
um, you didn't want to be quote unquote that guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those comments, those, that mentality uh-huh. does cause people to really go inside it. Yeah. If you were given that label, if you went off because you weren't doing well, yeah. then, then, you know, you were given that, that label. And I yeah. think that really does affect, you know, historically of how we show up in yeah. those moments. Cause yeah. we're not, we're sort of isolating people. And, uh, you know, the thing is too, is that when you go through those, those moments, uh, through the career, if you were to have difficulty, they would send you home or yeah. put, you know, sequester. Yeah. You, right? Yeah. And I, as time has gone on, as we've grown and we've learned about mm-hmm. uh, PTSD, occupational yep. stress injuries, it doesn't have to be full blown PTSD yeah. to impact you. Mm-hmm. Right. We walk into everybody's worst day. Yeah. And we're meant to be that person's or those people's calm. We got to give them some presence and some yeah. hope that they're going to be okay. That's right. But what's not talked about is the weight or the the stuff that we throw on our shoulders yeah. or on our, in, a, in a, an emotional backpack that mm-hmm. we carry with us because we see things that most of the public. Oh, I've read your right, some of your see, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. And, and wow. that adds up over time. If we don't have a proper way to unload it, if we don't mm-hmm. have a proper way or a resiliency cup big enough to mm-hmm. to understand how we can pour some of that out. Yeah. And that 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 unfortunately was a result of the stigma, right? You get that stigma, you get yeah. attached, you fill your cup up and then you break. Yeah. Right? Or you turn to things like alcohol mm-hmm. or other gambling or other types of suicide other, too, or, yeah. And, yeah. And it could potentially be suicide, yeah. right? Like so when you turn to those things and you're you're coping in that way, uh-huh. it just leads to other distractions and and really mental health is still inclined and there's still yeah. an increase in mental health yeah. concerns around our frontline yeah. workers. But there's also uh, I've seen a lot of programs coming into place now with, yeah. within the organizations within uh, the just the people and the way they talk about mm-hmm. it around the table. It's mm-hmm. not such a bad thing anymore to have a conversation about how we're feeling. Yeah. And that truly gets to the heart of what this is all about. It's about how you feel. Yeah. And what is it? How is it affecting you? And what, you know, maybe you went to a call. Maybe it was a, a you know, a Sid's death or some type of uh-huh. young person that was injured or hurt. Yeah. And maybe you've got kids at home the same age. That's going to impact you yeah. because automatically you go right back to your family. Mm-hmm. And so those feelings have to be discussed and we yeah. have to unpack and it's okay to feel those feelings. Yeah. And I think that's the greatest thing about it is we really realize that it's okay not to be to okay. Be okay. Right? Yeah. And people are okay <laughs> with saying, Hey, I'm really bothered by that. Yeah. That really, really bothered me. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I think we've come a long ways when it comes to just a conversation piece. Yeah. Um, that's become more normal. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's, a lot of work to go we're not yeah. we're not quite there yet oh yeah um, and i would love to see more action pieces attached yeah, to that so finding sure. different ways or ways we can implement things ahead of time mm-hmm. to have processes already individually posted yeah because resiliency is the ability to bounce back from a crisis right right to normal yep. that's what it means yeah i honestly believe that resiliency is more than that it's understanding that we've gone through something because yep. I've, you know, you, you've gone through whatever that is, yep. whatever that moment is for that person or anybody. Yeah. And we have to unpack that. Uh-huh. But in hand in hand with that, it's a yes and. It's this and we need to know who we want to become. Yeah. So we should have a vision or an idea 
who are we growing into? Yeah. And that should be set ahead of these instances. Because yeah. if you have that, then the recovery and the growth is much quicker. It's much easier and yeah. it doesn't last as long. Yeah. So do you find that with people, you know, you talk, I think when you're talking about this, it's a person going through this has to be very aware of what's going on with them. Right. And sometimes uh, with those people, they don't know, they don't know, right. They don't know how to, how to be aware. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, how can you help these kinds of, you know, these people that, these frontline, you know, frontline responders here yeah. that are going through that, you know, you yourself, I can see you've went through this process, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, I've seen others who are like, you, it's like their bottles about ready to burst mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do. How do you reach out to those people? How can you help them? You know, uh, truthfully, I, I think really it's about that awareness piece. So being aware, right? Yeah. So, so if, if you can, I mean, I've invested a lot of time in myself. I've invested yeah. in, in my personal growth and yeah. development. And what I've learned from my own personal coach, mm -hmm. my own person that I lean on when I can't see yeah. my own, because you can't see your own blind spots. Yeah. She puts it this way. If you're in the picture frame, if you're in the in the picture, yeah. and you can't see the frame. Yeah. And so that blind spot truly does show up in a lot of people's yeah. lives, right? So I think if you can just invest a little bit into yourself or take, mm -hmm. take some additional like a personal development training or yeah. some type of workshop or something like that yeah. that gives you the ability to just tune into your awareness yeah and all it takes is and like it's it's this is, this is a it's a it's a simple concept to just notice what you're noticing yeah yeah if you feeling if you're noticing that I'm, mm -hmm. the same patterns are showing yeah. up well just be curious about it yeah and, I, and how do you help them in that moment i think it's just if you can give them the ability to just look within themselves yeah reflect within themselves give them a time away if they know yeah. With that, remove them into a, a place where you have a you know, an environment with a, people in a room, and you just are together as a community, and you just start talking about yeah. what what are you feeling? What does it look like? What patterns are showing up in your life? Yeah. And that awareness alone can change that trajectory. And that's the first step in building resilience. Right. That's right. right? It's the first step yeah. in if if you're not aware of what's happening, yeah. How do you fix it? Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah. So if you don't know what you don't know, there's mm -hmm. no way you can go ahead and move forward. That's right. That's a good point. Right? So that's yeah. the one of the very first things, and mm -hmm. that's what's thing. Understanding what you've been through is important, mm -hmm. but it's hand in hand with yeah. What are you growing into? And then getting the the supports, ensuring that for sure, right, that you have these supports. Um, I want to talk about uh, chapter seven, how you had in your situations out in the field, um, and I I tend to do this too. I second guess myself, and it's yes. like I'm up at nights doing that. How do you? I mean, I guess being more aware now helps, but how how can you overcome that or manage it? Yeah, that, when I first, uh, so after my shooting, mm -hmm. that moment uh, when when that happened and mm -hmm. uh, immediately after some of the things I was asked to do, uh, you know, show exactly where it happened and yeah. all these little things that had to happen procedurally within the service. You know, my mind almost went a little bit blank. Like I couldn't really ask a lot of questions. I had a lot of like, you know, there was a lot of stress there. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I picked apart that moment, those 38 seconds of yeah. time, right? It was 38, 45 seconds, maybe wow. at most. 
Yeah. Felt like three or four minutes, but right. it was very, very short of time. Yeah. And I literally down to the millisecond second guessed every decision that I made in the moment. Mm-hmm. And um looking back on it, it really caused me a lot of the grief. I was right. like all the stuff I was experiencing, mm-hmm. it compounded the feelings that I was having there. Yeah. And it compounded my breakdown. Right. Right. Because I was so hard on myself. I understand that. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. and and I think that's a human nature thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think as as a society, as human, as human beings, mm-hmm. I think we do that in everything that we do. I think we do something and it, whether it works out or it doesn't work out. Yeah. Either way, yeah. you second guess. Well, if I would have done that yeah. differently, it would have been better. <laughs> totally right? do that. Yeah. Or, oh, that didn't work out. But if I really would have changed that, then maybe yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how we actually get rid of that. I think yeah. that's, I think it's, um, it's just natural, natural reaction in our yeah. reactions. Yeah. What I think truly does help though, that, because when I look at my time now, as I move through my, my, uh, my growth mm-hmm. and I'm at where I'm at now in my yeah. life. I've come to believe in faith and, and I don't mean like religion. I mean like just faith in yeah. something greater than Yeah. Me. And I was saying it earlier. So I've been on stages and have conf- I've done my talk and I've come off the stage and went, man, I missed that. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, but I got feedback from the people saying that was amazing. They enjoyed yeah. the talk. They got something from it. So yeah. I've learned to, to embrace that moment of hmm to everything message everything i've done was yeah. done for the right and perfect reasons mm. and there's a message in it for me yeah and what message does it have for me yeah. so i ask better questions oh nice i ask better questions of those moments so when yeah. you have a second guessing moment when you think mm-hmm. you go back and you think oh my goodness I, that i'm second guessing that yeah. whole path mm-hmm. i think instead of second guessing as soon as you're aware of it you can repattern it right right you can, you can stop it and then you can repattern mm-hmm. it not only that you can ask a question. Well, what message does this moment have for me? Yeah. And you can sit with that question. And my coach will tell me that Albert Einstein was one of the, he'll, he'll argue he wasn't one of the smartest people on the planet. I would argue differently. Yeah. I'd say he probably was one of the smartest people on the planet. But he says that the reason why he had so much success is because he sat with the problem longer. So he sat with that question longer than most people would. And so I think that's a great lesson. Someone I believe to be yeah. a very smart person. Mm-hmm. And so if he can sit with a question longer, so that's just an, for me. I just try to like, okay, if I don't get an answer right away, yeah. that's okay. I'm going to sit with that problem, yeah. sit with that question, sit with that yeah. second guessing, yeah. just a little bit longer, and mm-hmm. maybe I will get a message. Mm. Yeah. So that's something that I think is important: awareness, and yeah. then just asking a, bit, a different question. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay. Yeah. With how it came out, the yeah. result of that, because there's growth in everything. Absolutely. Wow. Um, I want to point out, just because I am a listener, um, you talk about your wife, um, yes. you know, um, learning to to listen to her when she needed you the most. I, expand on that, just because, sure. like yeah. I said, I'm the listener, so this uh-huh. is important to share with the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife and I, we've been together for... Mm. <laughs> Aiden was 16, so like 19 years-ish. Congratulations. Okay. Um, it hasn't been a blissful 19 years. Right. Of course, you've had some problems along yes, the way. Yes, I read that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
but in the moment where we were in the in our in our worst moments, we were the it, at crisis or the mm-hmm. it was like DefCon whatever. Yeah. I was in that really terrible moment mm-hmm. of of imploding our family. Yeah. Um, she had the courage to sit me down and say, "Look, I'm not prepared to live like this." Right. I think we can do better. I think you have a lot to play in this, yep. which I did. Yeah. <laughs> and she had the courage to say, hey, look, I am not going to stay here if this is the path we're going to be on. Right. But I want you to be with me. I want to have a life with you. I still want this, but I'm not prepared to live mm-hmm. this way. It was a really hard conversation. Yeah, I can imagine. And the courage it took for her to sit me down and to have that face-to-face. This was so important in in that first step for... Because I I knew we were in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I knew that I was in in a place where, Mm -hmm. right, where it was... Things weren't great Mm -hmm. at home. But I didn't truly understand how much it impacted her. Right. And uh, so she gave me a book. It's called the Five Love Language Book. Ah, nice. <laughs> that book literally single-handedly would have probably saved that mar- our marriage in that moment because wow. I was showing up for her in the way that I thought I, the way I saw love, yeah. the way I knew love was. Right. Uh, and which wasn't her. Like I mm-hmm. brought her tulips one time. Yeah, I remember that. Tulips <laughs> in the book. In the book, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I and I'll never forget it because I. I we had a rough night the mm-hmm. night before, and I went. I bought these tulips at the store, and I brought them. I was so proud that I'm, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. I'm gonna do something nice for her. It's mm-hmm. Easter. It's you know, it's springtime. Tulips yeah. are everywhere. And I bought tulips, and she opens them, and she just started to cry. And I'm like, well, "What's going?" Not on? tears of joy. Not tears of joy. <laughs> no. And uh, she was, I flipping hate tulips. You'd never freaking listen to me. And yeah. so right then and there, I realized that I hadn't, I wasn't listening to her. Yeah. Right. And so when she gave me the book and I read the book and I went back to that tulip moment, I'm like, huh, well, no wonder because she doesn't want gifts like yeah. that. That's not her love language <laughs> yeah. right now. Right now it's acts of service. I need yeah. to do things around the house more and be mm-hmm. more attentive to our young mm-hmm. son and to be more attentive yeah. around the house and to be, take that load yeah. off. Cause essentially she was looking after two big kid, two yeah. big kid and a small kid. <laughs> Right. And and I didn't want to be that burden. On yeah. Her. And so, uh, and by listening to what she had to say and listening to how she was feeling, I realized yeah. that I had to do something differently and moving through our life, we've opened up a new way to communicate. And we, you know, as we grew through that and as we, as I changed and it wasn't, I, I wasn't perfect yeah. at all. Like not even a little bit. Um, there's a lot of falling down. There's a lot yeah. of like, Remember what we talked about? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot wow. of that going yeah. along, right? And I'm like, oh, yes, I know. I'm yeah. And, and I would speak about how things are, you know. And, and, and on the flip side, there was moments when there was, she would do things and I would have conversations about, right. you know, because she wasn't perfect either. And she yeah. would say that. Mm-hmm. But truly, I got to learn to listen to her voice and what, and truly, like, truly listen. And not just, like, start and have her talk to me. Truly listen. Like, truly listen. Hear exactly. And let it sink in. Hey. Right. And, and, uh, I turned off my, I, I started to go, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to even think of a response. I just yeah. want to listen yeah. to what she's saying. 
Yeah. I listen. It's like, it's yes. a, you know what I'm saying? It's that I was just wanting to hear what she had to say and let it really seep in before I respond. Wow. And and that really helps with deepening our connection. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And now when I look back at it, I'd be laugh about tulips because she likes tulips now. Yeah. It's really confusing to me. But <laughs> but I mean Man. But I mean it's it, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So like we've we've grown and, and, and together we have you know, we can communicate now about very, very difficult stuff. Yeah. And we don't have the you know, and it's we can do it in three or four minutes. That's like, awesome. Like, it's not a half an hour conversation. Yeah. It's like a three or four minute exchange yeah. and we can, we know what people are saying and what each other is saying and we can really relate to each other. That oh, way. you guys have really good communication so, skills. So definitely. It's, it's, it's very, yeah. it's, it's helpful and it's grown our, it's grown our relationship. Yeah. Really. True. Yeah. It really does. There's an example, you guys, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It can be done. Yeah. It can be done. Yeah. You just have to be aware. And yes. yeah. Um, now let's talk about, uh, so you went through this journey mm-hmm. um, and now, you know, let's talk about the business that you've, you yeah. and your wife created created sure yeah uh, you know we sat down one day and uh we were asking some questions about well why are we where we are you know how mm-hmm. did we get to where we, where we got to be here mm-hmm. and uh we were doing pretty well as compared to some other people that had been through similar situations oh yeah i can imagine and so we'd ask the question well what is it about our situation mm-hmm. that's caused us to be kind of flourish and yeah. others not yeah and uh, what we realized was, was that we were doing a lot of things differently. Yeah. And then we had the idea, well, how can we help people yeah. in that moment? And so that's where our BWC or Bellwells Consulting was was born from. And yeah. then inside of that company, we launched a frontline resiliency project yeah. as a way to give back to the that's frontline awesome. community and their families mm-hmm. and those that support them because yeah. we want to bring them together for different events and yeah. give them opportunities to hear different speakers to um, engage in communication with other first responders mm-hmm. who are maybe struggling a little bit and know yeah. that we're not alone. Yeah. We truly believe that you can heal through community and connection. We yes. believe that wholeheartedly that if you bring people together as a community and you support each other in the community, right. we can truly heal whatever's going on. Yeah. You know, in that, with that support. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. So uh, the the company itself, like I say, we we also you know through our journey, we've been I've been trained in peer support as a facilitator nice. um, through the Canadian Mental Health Association. Um, I ran a few helped assist with facilitating a few groups around Edmonton oh. as a volunteer. Um, my wife is a re- grief recovery specialist, so she's oh, she's wow. got training in grief and and different things to help. Mm-hmm. mitigate some of those those feelings of grief yeah um we're both certified coaches and we're both licensed financial professionals in alberta uh and i'm in wow. saskatchewan many hats yeah and and the reason is is that we want to have the ability to provide as much education when someone asks me a question i can mm-hmm. you know and i believe financial stress too is one of those things that can break a marriage down it's number one cause of yeah. divorce right and that was part of the reason why we looked at everything and we looked at some of the stats and money problems cause people to, to have yep. troubles, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can get educated there and we could help them with some oh, tips, yeah. then we thought we could, you know, help them build that resilience in yeah. that way as well. Um, and the coaching program is, is called ULA. Right. Um, ULA. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, but we, we just believe in the way it's designed. We believe mm-hmm. in the way that it's, it's got the platform for the seven key areas or your fitness, your finance, family, field, faith, friends, and fun. Right. And um, 
those areas when I you know for me personally it unlocked the door to mm-hmm. so many things and so that was part of the reason why we really leaned into well, how do we bring this how do we support them in this way and give yeah. them all of the stuff that we've learned yeah. uh, in one place and mm-hmm. uh, and we continue to evolve we continue to grow yeah. uh, as a company um, you know we just hosted a gala on the 15th yeah uh, it was an amazing turnout and we had a great number of people there that had a an amazing evening with, with yeah. some really inspiring words uh from the ua seeker mm. dave braun and not only that uh we just really really do believe in and just providing different supports and partnering with community mm-hmm. members to to give the options for people who decide to touch base with us right. and uh, maybe it's you know we can guide them through a coaching program where i can you know give them some tips you know over yeah. time um or it's just referring them out to somebody else who might yeah. be better suited right. to help them in that moment, depending oh, on great. where they are in their, yeah, in, yeah. their, in their journey. Uh, tell me about how much uh, funds you raised uh, at the gala. Yeah, I think we got the right around 11000 or $10,000 uh, for uh, PTSD service dog, which is amazing. That is yeah. bravo. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. So wow. the best thing about it is that money will go right to the yeah. service dog acquisition program. Yeah. Oh, and nice. uh, OSI Can, which is mm-hmm. the, the partnering charity that we uh, joined up with mm-hmm. it's their acquisition program and they're a, okay. a branch of the mental health association or Canadian mental health association mm-hmm. and they will match that 10,000 so we ensure we ensure to get a dog for someone so, oh my god so it's so guaranteed yeah. that someone's gonna get a dog out of this which is amazing oh that is totally amazing yeah. so you just finished up with a gala what what future uh, projects or initiatives do you have going on we at the gala we launched a documentary trailer Woo! Uh, it's called Beyond a Call for Service. And so we've been working on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have now, we're now looking to cultivate some partners in bringing the full documentary, about an hour, hour and a half is, nice. is, is the idea, okay. uh, to fruition. We have, uh, you know, some people to reach out to. And yeah. if anybody is listening that wants to get on board or wants to reach out and know yeah. someone you might be able to talk to, that would be amazing. Yeah. Not only that, but that's, that's our next big one. We want yeah. to try to get that out there and okay. uh, see where it goes. Yeah. Um, as well as we do have a golf tournament uh, that we do every other year. So it's not going to come on this year, but this year, oh, it's, okay. it's the year after. Yeah. And then there's going to be a couple's retreat, hopefully coming up in hundred percent wow. on the schedule, yeah. but it's, uh, we have an idea when it's going to be something going to be in the early spring of uh, 2024. Wow. Um, and then in between there, of course, we're just going to be working on the documentary yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of work you guys are doing. Yeah. We're working hard. Holy cow. Well, before we end and thank you for spending some time with me. Um, I like to ask my guests one important question and that is what, what matters to you? What matters to Gary? What matters to me? There's uh I believe it's important to impact those lives. Yeah. I believe that if we decide for a change, mm-hmm. if we decide that we can do things differently, just a little bit, yeah, then we can make the world a better place. And I don't think this is a, this can't be just, you know, one or two people. I think everybody has this ability yeah. and, um, you know, once you make a decision for something, yeah, uh, things can really change. And, and I just truly believe that impacting people's lives and making mm-hmm. the world better. Because I have a 16-year-old son. Right. Um, he's an amazing kid. 
And I want to leave the world a better place for him and his generation because truthfully, that's the goal. Yeah. And, um, and if we can do that in kindness mm-hmm. and we can do that uh, together, then that there's, there's no better way or no better legacy to leave than a better, than a better world or a better place. So, yeah. so that's, that really matters to me. Uh, and that's why we, I've done the book. That's why I've, with our business, we just want to make it just a little bit better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, even if you're like one degree better than what you were right. yesterday, yeah. how much, if you do that every day for 365 days, yep. if you're 365 degrees better than wow. you were. You bet. Yeah. You know, when you started. And yeah. so it's like, you know, it's just one step at a time. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Gary. This is, this is a great book. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) How was that? (laughs) And of course, in my mind, as you were talking, I'm like, oh, I hope everything's working. (laughs) All right. How long was that? Oh, perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. My pleasure. That was awesome. Wow.